What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Throughline Podcast. Oh, oh, sweet coffee. That's my second pot, baby. Second pot this morning, up at 6.10. Meditation. Pot of coffee on my front steps. You know why? Because it's fall, baby. It is fall, and nothing feels better than sitting on the front steps. Someone walks by with a dog. <clears throat> there are things I've always wanted to do, you know, like when I was a kid. I'm like, when I'm a, when I'm a grown-up, I had so many grown-up ideas when I was a kid. So many. When I'm a grown-up, I'm going to sit on my front steps. That was something I wanted to do. I think I talked about that last week, some other stuff. Now I'm just thinking, I'm like, yeah, that was something else I always wanted to do. I'm like, oh, I just wanted to be outside. I think I talked about it, walking to school with a coffee mug. I love sitting on my front steps. Oh, I love it. We never went for walks as a kid. I go for walks all the time with the family. And I was like, man, that's such a great thing. Uh, October 10th, man. It's October 10th, and I love it. I love it. Everyone's doing their sober October. Are you guys sober? I've been doing a sober year and a half, okay? No, it's I'm on my 13th month of no booze. Every now and then a little... Um, October 10th, uh, excited to be in Hartford, Connecticut, the 6th, 7th, and 8th, the Hartford Funny Bone in November, and then the week after, I will be in Boston at Laugh Boston, which I believe is the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Let me tell you why I'm stoked. Because... I'm bringing my daughter home with me, and I just can't wait. I can't. Anytime I'm one-on-one with my kids, you just have, like, these different cool things. Like, when I travel with my son back east, we did all these cool things. Like, even when I just, like, I'll ride bikes and my my bike, and my son will scoot to school. We, we roll to school, and I drop him, and then I go home, and then I take my daughter to school in the car. We drive because it's a little further. And it's just, like, the ride we have there. I put on, like, sometimes yesterday I was put on... Uh, Lucini, you know that song? Because this is me, what? I get up, up. You know, I don't really know the words, but I love it. And, or we'll put on, like, I put on some Lumineers and sing it to her. And then she'll be like, Can you put on Lion King? And I'm like, All right. I thought we were getting down here for a minute. I want to hear the Lion King. Um, anyway, I can't wait to travel with her. I think it's going to be a blast. We're going to do cool stuff. And I get to be home in Boston. Um, pretty cool thing that I'll share just with you guys. I'm not sharing with anybody else yet. October 23rd, so about two weeks from when this is going up, I will be on uh, James Corden uh, show, which I'm stoked for. I love that guy. If you watch James Corden, or first of all, if you don't, start, because I'll be on, okay? Secondly, if you don't, or if you do, and haven't seen Begin Again? Have you ever seen the movie Begin Again? It is dope. Mark Ruffalo. If you don't like Mark Ruffalo, stop listening to this podcast, dude. Stop listening to it. You shouldn't even listen. Which r- reminds me, I'm going to come back to Ruffalo on something else in a little bit. But I love Mark Ruffalo. It's like everything I see him in. I'm like, yeah, I love this guy. You know who else I'm like that with? Oh, God damn it. It's that guy's name. He was on... He was on... Uh, that other thing I can't remember right now. I'll think of him too. Oh, Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale and Mark Ruffalo. I love to 
death. My whole life was based around dudes that I liked that I wanted to be like because there was no dudes around. You know what I mean? And those two dudes are two of them. Bobby Cannavale and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Anyway, Begin Again is like this awesome movie about this guy who's like a, a busted music producer in New York and he's like separated from his wife and she's awesome in it too. What is it? Catherine Keener, I think. And um, and the lead actress is awesome too. Her voice is amazing. Anyway, James Corden's in it. And the first time I saw that movie, I was like, oh man, like everyone would like fit perfectly. He plays this wacky dude who's funny and endearing. Anyway, she makes this album, Kira Knightling. My wife's not a fan. I'm like, what's the big deal? She's like, I don't like her. I'm like, all right. Um, they make this album all around New York with these sounds. And it's all about like doing what you love for why you love it instead of like having to make a buck off everything. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. And uh, anyway, that's going to be the first thing I tell Cord when I meet him is, dude, I love Begin Again because it's such an awesome movie. Anyway, that's uh, going to be on the 23rd. Um, that's that. Vermont. I think I said this. I've been planning on being a Vermont comedy club in Burlington. I have to cancel that that show that weekend because of I'm doing a, a corporate gig and sometimes you have to just cancel gigs. So I apologize to anyone out there that was planning on coming. I love, love Vermont. And I've only been to Vermont Comedy Club once. I did a one-nighter there uh, last year in the fall, right? I think so. When I was doing that uh, crowd work tour and, um, oh, I loved it. Anyway, like this mug right there, that's to me what Vermont is. That's what I would, in Vermont, I wouldn't be sitting on my front steps. I would be like bundled up in like pajama boots. Don't you always love this image? There's always this image, like TV and film always put these images out there. I got another one for you coming after this. TV and film always put out that image of like the dad in his pajama pants in boots and a heavy jacket with a snow hat on drinking a cup of coffee like out front like saying goodbye to his kids when they head off to like their grandparents house anyway that's who I would be if I was in Vermont but I'm not I'm in Los Angeles the other image I said this to my friend last night that I always love that TV and TV and film always try to put this image in your head and it's kids with a dog and the dog is like, like goes everywhere with them around town. You know what I mean? Like a kid goes to the park and play and they bring their golden retriever. But it's a cool golden retriever who's like down with like, yeah, I'll just sit here in the dugout, man, while you guys play ball. And all the other kids know the dog. When, is, when has that ever happened? When have you ever seen that? You haven't. But we all want it. We all want it. It's these little things they do in TV and film. Here's another thing they always do. Everyone shines an apple. Why are you shining an apple before you eat it? Is that cleaning it? I don't think so. It does shine it. But you never see anyone sit there, have a conversation. And they always do it in a contemplative way, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not sure what she was doing that day. You never see that because it's not something that happens. A punch bowl at a, a, a prom. Did anyone have a punch bowl at their prom or their school dance? No, never. But I'll tell you this, I loved school dances. I loved school dances. Eighth grade, I remember going to eighth grade dance. This is how much I remember it. I wore bojos. 
you don't know them, but Bojo's wore pants. Everyone was wearing Z Cavaricis. Nah, my bro had Bojo's, and then I would borrow his Bojo's. They were like khaki colored, and like they were fresh, dude. Trust me. And everybody used to wear Banana Republic T-shirts. It was like white, said Banana Republic, and on the back there was like a safari or something like that. And I had that, and. uh it's like the only thing I own from Banana Republic. Like you had to save up to get a Banana Republic t-shirt. And then I had like this forest green Dartmouth hat. My sister's boyfriend went to Dartmouth and he got me this hat and I loved it, dude. God, I knew I was in Dartmouth. I'm not Dartmouth. I want to be. You don't think I want to be Yale, Princeton, Dartmouth? Sure. I always felt I was just a couple completions in my life away from being that. I never worked hard enough. I never wanted anything hard enough to like go to an Ivy League school. Dartmouth. You know what I did do against Dartmouth in baseball in college? Freshman year, we're playing Dartmouth. I'm having a game. I'm playing right field. I got the start. I had a triple and two singles, three for three off Dartmouth. And then in like the seventh, my coach was like, hey, I need you to come in and pitch. And I was like, all right. There were two outs. I came in. The pitcher went to right. He never played the outfield. I don't know why that day he went there. I mean, he was a baseball player. Kevin McGonigal. Yeah, if you're listening or anyone else is listening, let him know because he'll remember this. I get the guy to hit a pop-up, hits a pop-up to right. I'm like, boom, inning over, we're out of it. Nope. Kevin dances around, it drops. And it wasn't like he was charging in for it. He misread it, okay? It was a bad play on his part. Next guy, I walked. I think I hit. Next dude hit a three-run jack off the hockey arena. Like, killed it. I remember, like, being so bummed, and then Jeff Lowen, who was playing short, like, brought me the new ball, and he was like, that was a bomb, huh? And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Um, And then I walked a dude, and then I hit two other dudes. I hit, like, three guys in one inning. I think it was an NCAA Division II record. No big deal. Um, And it was like, I went from having my best day to my worst day. Anyway, school dances, man. Eighth grade, it was like, during the day, dancing with one girl but one to ask out a different girl you know like this just that was like when you like could see girl like that's when you were like starting to like be like yeah i like girls man what are they, what's this girl doing what are you doing you want to dance you're dancing but with your bros but with your girls you know i wore pink today for exactly what we're talking about now i heard recently like my kid said it Cause he's, you know, when your kids go to school, they start picking things up at school. And he was like, uh, he we said something about like, we're like coloring and he grabbed purple and goes, Oh, purple's a girl color. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's a girl color. And this isn't some like, Hey, let's, you know, everyone, I feel like there's so much pushback against LBGTQ, whatever, which is, is all fine by me. I don't have a stance on it at all. Everyone's got pushback against, Everyone being too soft or, you know, like in Chappelle's, in Chappelle's special, you know, I'll, I'm going to knock out a couple specials in this. He talks about LBGTQ In Gary Goldman's. He talks about um, participation trophies like it's soft if you give one. And he's like, no, kids deserve them, you know, like they're working. And so when I hear my son say that's a girl's color, which means that's coming from some other kid at school whose dad or mom is like, don't color with that. It's a girl's color, like to a boy. 
that's what's happening. And I know what's happening because I've heard other parents say it, you know. (laughs) And to me, it's just like, have you lost your goddamn mind? And I just want to say this. If you are an adult and you have kids and you're telling your kid not to wear pink or not to like the color pink because it's too feminine for a boy, you are an idiot, okay? You are dumb. And if you're telling you telling your girl, your daughter, not to wear blue or black, you're dumb. It's so stupid. I've seen females in my business go, oh, only you would wear pink. And I was like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, I rock pink, bro. I rock it. And I own it. And I'm more manly than your dude who can only wear black because pink would be too much of a stretch. Well, what if I wear pink? People are going to think I like what? What do you think? What are people going to think? So dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Dude, I got a great picture of me. I don't know where it is. Junior year in high school, laying across all my great aunt's laps. Pink shirt. I always rock pink. If you don't wear pink, add it to your wardrobe, dudes. If you're if you're out there like nah, that's what chicks wear. You're a dummy, okay? You are dumb. You just have a dumb perspective on the world. And if that's something that you're gonna keep, you're gonna bleed into the next generation. You two are dumb. It makes no sense. Let your kid like pink. Who cares? It's not a huge stance. And then if it's so dumb, it's so dumb. To hear that from an adult being like, oh, to this day, really? You're wearing pink? A color is going to determine who you are? Now, do you not let your kid have rainbows? If Is it like because it represents the gay community? Is that something you're going to do? Dummy? People just, they baffle me. So back to Gary Goldman's special. We watched it last night. And uh, if you haven't watched it, it's really great. It's really great. Because especially coming from a dude who's like 6'6", he's a big dude. He played college football. For him to break down like the way he looks at like social norms and he also gets very in-depth about his... It's called the Great Depression. So it's about him getting depressed and going through depression. And it's interesting because he calls it a mental illness, which you never hear. People just like, oh yeah, I've been depressed. And you're like, no, you haven't. No. He was depressed. He went through depression. Depression maybe has different levels, you know? Um, But, like, what he talks about and what... Someone on a moped going through my alley. Does anyone have the Ring app? Okay? Do you have the Ring doorbell? Because once you get the Ring doorbell, then you get the app. Because that's how you watch it. You know what I mean? is through the app. So the ring doorbell, if you don't have it, it's like a little camera. So anytime someone comes in front of your doorbell, it automatically goes on. And then, you know, it, and initially it was like, so you can decide if you want to go to the door or now it's more of a security measure than anything. Now they make like floodlights with cameras. So you get on the app. Now the app isn't just for you to be able to access your ring. It also, you people in your neighborhood can share their activity to show you what's going on. And in my neighborhood, it is like rampant break-ins, just break-ins like crazy. Now, we also have homeless camps all over the place, you know, and I do live in a major city, but like every single night, there's a house, house break-ins, car break-ins, 
and Amazon packages taken up front steps or UPS, whatever, you know, packages. And it's crazy. And if you get in a wormhole on that thing, you can be like, we can't ever leave the house. You know what I mean? Anyway, that dude going by in a moped out there, what they do is there's an alley out there. They scope alleys. They look for like weaknesses like, oh, that house, you could get into the backyard easy. And that's what they do. Luckily, it was always like this. There were always car break-ins in my neighborhood. Our cars have been broken into a couple times. And all they do is they check cars that are unlocked. If you left it unlocked by mistake, then they open it and then they look for cash or probably electronics or anything like that they can get street value for or just cash. Um, but this is like one dude who's like, like legit, like legit car theft. It's funny too, because all these people post these things on ring, but no one's doing anything. And it's because everyone's afraid. Everyone's like, well, what if I do? Then they know, I guess, but there's this one guy and someone on the ring app has like talked to other homeless people and found out that that guy's like ex military. He's homeless. This is what he does all the time. And like five people have him on their things. He doesn't care that he's on camera. He just goes in, checks the car, gets his stuff and rolls on. And I guess like he, he stole a bunch of money and was like, someone said he was bragging about, (laughs) I don't know. This is a crazy world we're living in. I mean, is this not the craziest times ever? It's insane. It's so insane. Anyway, I got a PSA announcement for you. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're an adult and you don't have kids, don't tell me how to parent. Stop it. Just stop it. All these people, I I have it on a regular basis. Especially, hey, listen, I love women, but I have so many women telling me how to parent when I'm by myself with my kids and I want to be like, I got it. You're not even a parent. What makes you think you got this? What are you even talking about? Just stop it. The same goes for like, if you don't have a child, okay, and you're telling someone else how to parent, or this is the other thing. You know what? Here's the deal. If you don't have children, don't tell me how to parent. You got it. You know how many friends or people I've run into that don't have kids and try and tell me how to parent or they see me and they're like, oh, you all right? And you're like, what do you mean? You're like, I don't know. You're kind of just like, you're being short with the kids. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You know why I'm short with them? Because I was up at seven for the guy who came over to clean the fish tank and then I made them lunch and then I took them to a museum and then I took them to pizza and then I took them to a pool party. What have you been doing? person with no kids you've been doing whatever you want so if i'm a little short right now it's because i'm not doing whatever i want i'm doing whatever i think my kids want because i want them to enjoy the day i'm enjoying it too but at the same time it's like it wears on you a little you don't even know what you're talking about you don't even have kids so stop it okay stop it another thing if i'm around you don't tell my kids what to do. I'm right here. If they're doing something and I'm fine with it, it's because I'm fine with it. Okay? Otherwise, I would be like, hey, don't do that. So I don't need you being like, hey, don't do that. Because you know what? We all before kids had this ideal of how we were going to raise our kids. And then all of a sudden, you start compromising a little bit. We're all compromising a little bit. Some of us are compromising in other areas. Some of us aren't. So if I'm letting them do it, just let them do it. Who are you? 
Just stop. If you don't have kids, stop. You think I'm going up to a feminist and being like, you know what you guys need to do? I'm not. I'm not because I have no idea. You think I go up to a professional football player and be like, you know what? You need need to move your feet more. I'm not because I have no idea. If you have no idea, shut up. It's like Chappelle said in his special. Stay out of it, dudes, when it comes to abortion. It has nothing to do with you. Not a little bit, but... I mean, what are we doing? Everyone wants to have an opinion on something. Obviously, we're people in the world. And even things that we don't do, you know what I mean? It's like why we go to restaurants and we're like, nah, I wouldn't. I'll walk into a restaurant and be like, I don't like this lighting. I would never do this. Now, are 85% of the people in there annoyed at the lighting? Probably not. But I have a problem with it. Can I say something if I want? Sure. Do I own a restaurant? No. Do I don't know what their financial constricts are and maybe they need to keep those lights? I don't know. Maybe they love those. Who knows? But like everybody needs to have an opinion all the time. And guess what? No, you don't. You could just let it be. Now, if you're driving and someone else is driving, okay, sure. You're both drivers. You both have licenses. You both have something you're that you both know how to do. Okay? That's why driving is like a, the biggest issue. If you're flying, people are always like, oh, the way they're, they're etiquette in line. You think I have any problem telling people to put their bins back when we're flying? I don't. I tell them, put your bins back all the time. You got to put those bins back. That's what I let them know. Because we're both flying. I do it one way, you're doing it another way. I like my way better. But guess what? We're both doing it. We're both doing it. If I had a coworker or uh if I had a coworker and I didn't like the way they were working versus the way I work, I might throw it at them. Hey, you know, you could be doing it like this. I don't know. And then they try it on. They're like, "Well, you know what? That's not how I do." Okay, cool. Then they might share something with you. Now, Am I not saying that people who don't have kids could have insights into parenting? Sure. Did I think before I had kids that I had insights into parenting? A hundred percent. I had an entire I had an entire regiment of what I would do with children. I would do the, those things with other people's children when I was hanging out with them. Now, did some people maybe not like it? Sure, maybe. Did other people be like, wow, I never even knew that. Sure, maybe. I'm hardcore, bro. I'll never forget this one time. I used to babysit this kid when I was like, how old was I? When I was 25, I used to babysit this kid. And I was at their house one day, and he had two friends over. So he was eight, friend was eight, little brother was four, five. And the older brother threw a tennis ball at the younger brother. And the kid was crying. Like, he hit him hard. And I was like, all right, how do I handle this? And I'm like, I said to the eight-year-old, I go, you know what, man? Where I come from, if you throw a tennis ball or anything at someone younger than you, someone older gets to throw something at you. He goes, all right, fine. I go, all right, cool. I'll just throw a tennis ball at you. He goes, all right. I go, all right, go stand up against the wall. And he's like, all right. I go, let me just get one practice in. And I hucked a tennis ball right next to him as hard as I could. And he started crying. He's like, all right, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I'm sorry. And I was like, all right, chill out, chill out. And uh, I didn't throw it at him, but I was like, hey, that's how I was trying to teach him. Like, you don't pick on this, your five-year-old brother. Like, what are you doing? It was to scare him. You know what I mean? Now, some people might not like that technique. I didn't have kids. Guess what? I would still do that today. Maybe I'd hit him. 
Because let me tell you something. <sighs> Parenting is not easy. <laughs> okay? It is not easy. And I, because I talk to my friends, like, that's something I do with parenting is, like, when I'm having a tough time with stuff, I reach out to my friends. I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid. I have so many, there's so many people around me that I don't know. It just seems like they're crushing it because they never come to me and be like, dude, we're having a really tough time, you know. And I'm not even into super tough times yet. I have friends that are into really tough times, like really tough stuff. And I'm lucky that they they share it with me. Like when I reach out to them, like, oh, you know, I got this going on. Because we all can grow from talking to other people. That's just the way it is. Whew. But for me, it's like I constantly reach out because I never had an example of like what, you know, fatherhood was. So I constantly reach out to other people. And I constantly can uh, maintain my ideas, like wearing pink. Um wearing pink it's funny in Gullman special he talks about like you were feminine if you ordered a sprite in the 80s you know what I mean like if you just got a sprite kids are like what do you need a sprite for check out a special so he says uh what are you getting a fairy drink you fairy for drinking a sprite and you're like a sprite what are you even talking about what do you even think this world is you know what I mean you think a sprite clearly that's whole Gary's whole premise of that joke you think pink is making someone any less of a man can you swing an axe dude can you can you build something have you ever been in a fight i haven't do i still am i still more of a man than most yeah do i think if i had to be in a fight i wouldn't beat you to death i probably would because i've got a lot of anger that's built up <laughs> That's what people will tell you. They're like, oh, what? You got a lot of anger? I'm like, yeah, I maintain a lot of anger. I don't know if you guys can see this. I've said before how I love homes. I got Cape Cod Modern, Shelters, Shacks, and Shanties. <clears throat> Another book on like structures. And then uh, my good friends gave me this down here, um, which is a. Uh, a hotel in Ohio. Um, but I was thinking the other day, let me ask you guys this, because I, I know some of you out there like architecture and you like buildings. I mean, they're around, whether you like seek it out and search it the way I do, or if you just drive by and you get, you're stuck at a light and you're looking at a building and you're not even thinking, but you might be thinking like, oh, I love this, or you're not thinking about it, or there's things that you like about your houses or your homes. Let me tell you something that I can't stand. I mean, I could tell you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things that I love about architecture, like nooks and crannies. Outdoor shower, I've said, is a must. I want reading nooks, a must. I want when you walk in, I want two doors. I want a front door and I want a side door. Side door, that's another thing they do in movies and films. Do you remember, what's that movie Sleeping with the enemy. Okay. <laughs> oh, baby. Remember in Sleeping with the enemy and where Julia Roberts, she escapes that dude who's beats her. And then she ends up moving to this little tiny college town and she falls in love with a theater director. Well, when that guy comes over to dinner, she's making dinner. He comes to the screen door in the kitchen. What? Isn't that how we all want people to come over and visit? At the screen door at the kitchen? All I imagine was there was a little walkway or maybe he cut through like woods. Did she abut woods? And she's like, oh, yeah, if you cut through there, then just come to the kitchen door. That's the only way I want people coming over my house. 
at the screen door at the kitchen. Now, I don't have a screen door at the kitchen. I do have a screen door at the front of my house. But man, that's all we want. That little screen door at the kitchen. What else? I I always wanted like a little office off of the kitchen. Like that was open up like a desk where like I always wanted a home I still want it. We still don't have it in our house because we don't have enough space and we just give all the space to like any extra space we have, we give to the kids. So there's this nook where that could be the home base for the house where I want to have like a, a little couch, a little desk with a computer where like a home computer, not a laptop. I want a home computer that plugs into the wall that everything that's house related, we keep on there. Budgets, uh, kids' activities. That's what I always wanted. And then a little desk area. Now, this is off the kitchen. Little desk area where, like, they can do homework in the afternoon. So, like, I can be cooking dinner and they could be doing homework. Like, how's it going over there? Good. Hey, Dad, what's four times eight? And, like, I don't know. Well, let's take eight. What's eight plus eight? And they're like, 16. I'm like, all right. So now, you... what am I going to explain math right now, guys? <sighs> you know, I have my own. I could I could break it down for you. I have my own uh my own uh version of math. Um I don't know if I could do it for you right now, but I could. I have my own way that I see math. Let me see if I can do it for you guys. Oh, let's see if I can do it on this. So like I used to have this whole theory and I still do. It's it's how I used to add when I did math. Now I don't know new math. People have told me that what I do here this thing that I'm going to show you guys is kind of like new math. I have no idea if it is, but it goes a little something like this. I've always thought for addition at least, and this could just be like the construct of numbers for me. Like, you know, if you're trying to get to 10, I used to always see numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 in a box. Okay. And inside the box in here, is worth 10, right? But what I would do is I would assign a number value to the shape of the number. So that's a one, that's a two, that's easy. Three is easy. Four, this up here, this part of a four is worth three and that's worth one, right? This part is three, that's one. Five, two, three, six, four, two. So if I was gonna add six to seven, right? And I'm trying to get to 13. I mean, I just know that that's 13, I guess. I would put the seven in here. I'm like, oh, what number do I need? I need a three. And that's, I would just flip it up. I don't know. I would just get 13. I guess this is kind of not really what I need. But if I had an eight inside here, right? And I need to add eight and five, I would take the five and I would flip it upside down. And I put this area in the box to make it 10 in here. And then that shape outside would give me three and I have 13. I think some of you might there be like, dude, he's crazy, man. This is like not even math. I know it's not. I don't know what it is. It's just the way my brain has worked. So when we get to like having to do math with the kids, I'm sure I'm going to be trying to teach them like crazy ways. And their teachers going to be like, yeah, what is this? And they're going to be like, I don't know. It's what my dad said. And they're going to be like, yeah, this is, this is not how anyone does math. And that's fine. I was a geometry uh, tutor in high school, by the way, just so you know. What was the point of that? Oh, so off the kitchen, I want to be able to like be cooking and then like, you know, just have like the sun coming in, 
and then have them out there. It's maybe the screen door to the outside. I don't know. That's something I always wanted. Um, <clears throat> what did I even get to? Oh, so this is what's been annoying me lately. I was saying, another thing I'd always want in the house, two staircases. Are you kidding me right now? Two staircases? You get the formal staircase that comes down in the front of the house, and then you get the back staircase that goes into the kitchen. Remember the Cosby's had two staircases. You remember that? Two staircases at the, the Cosby house. And they had a fireplace in the kitchen. Go fuck yourself, man. Who doesn't want a fireplace in the kitchen? That's all you want. A little fireplace. You sit down there in the morning at the coffee. Go- That's what I would have done this morning if I had a fireplace in the kitchen. I would get up at five. I come out. I get a fire going in the kitchen. Can you just imagine as a child, just imagine coming down to start your day and there's a fire going in the kitchen. That's amazing. We save... So much of our lives now are like, oh, you have a fire at special events or you do, uh, you bake a pie for a holiday. Why not just bake a pie? Why not just have a fire? I'm not saying we're going to bake pies every day, guys. Custard, though. But what I'm saying is it's nice to have a fire going and it's nice to take an outdoor shower. It's not like you just don't take an outdoor shower in the summertime. Take it in the fall. Winter? I don't know. Um... But lately, I just like there's so much new construction around. There's things I can't stand. And one of them is like wasted space or like there's this insane house across the street from us. It's a great house. And there's a bedroom above the garage. Sure. With double sliding glass doors and a balcony to the street. For what? It's never been used once. It never will be used. No one is coming off their bedroom being like, oh. I should go out on the balcony over the driveway where everyone, you know, easily from my side of the street, I can throw uh, I could throw a baseball to them. I could play catch with them easy. I could throw a professional football across the street and hit their balcony. What I'm saying is that's how close it is because I can't throw a pro football. They're, they're huge. I, but I could to there. No one's going on that balcony. So why the fuck did you even put it in? And that's the designer. It's like... No one's ever going to use it. Have that for down the street from me. There's a house and it's it's closer to the street than that house. Okay. Closer. Super modern. And it's got stairs that come down like this to the front door. And that's all glass. And I'm like, no one's ever buying that. Who is going to want to walk down the steps of their house in their PJs to go make their coffee in the morning where everyone walking by or driving by can see them? Or when you're going up to bed at night. It was on on the market for a year and a half. Someone just moved in. I will give a hundred bucks to a charity if that they don't frost that glass over in the next four months. But before I give the hundred bucks, I'll tell you what, by December like eighth, I will give a hundred dollar donation to a charity. Hold me to it. If they don't frost it over. But before that, I am going to go to the house and I'm going to ask, hey, are you going to frost this glass over? I'm just giving you that stipulation. If they don't do it on their own, I'm going to go ask like, so wait, you're just going to walk down the stairs because it's something I don't get. I've never got it. Someone's finally moving in there and I need an answer. I need to know what what they're doing. Like I I will be able to see you. I'm going to ask because do you ever have that? 
Do you ever have little things where you're like, now they, they need to make a correction here. It's got to be a correction here. This doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, in my neighborhood, there's like a, a down down in this busy area, there's one right-hand turn lane. And you see there's three other lanes here. There's a left-hand turn, two left-hand turn, a straight-ahead, and a right-hand turn. But traffic is always backed up because everyone's trying to go right on a Jefferson. It's like you need a second arrow right-hand turn lane. Everyone goes in it, and then they just bang the right anyway. You ever see stuff like that? You're like, someone needs to step up. But do you ever call the city? No, you don't. Have I? No, I haven't. Should I? Yes. Will I? Yes, I will. There's another commitment. I'm trying to make some commitments here. It's the end of the year. And you're like, it's October. No, it's not. It's the end of the year. October, November, December, and then we're into 2020. Okay? So what are you going to do by the end of the year? I take that right-hand turn every time I do. I'm like, this is so dumb. All you need to do is go to the police station and tell them, hey, how do we get that into a right-hand turn lane down there? They're like, oh, you got to show up here. Well, I'm going to do it. You know why? Because I have nothing else to do. What am I going to do? I'm going to do that. There's another intersection. I can't remember where it is. I'm going to get... No, at the end of my street, I'm going to get a... Uh, you can only drive through certain times. It's too busy. Too many people flying down my street. You know what they do when they fly down? I jump out in front of their car. Yeah, I do. Don't drive fast in my neighborhood, bro. Um, but there's so many little things. I should go to that house and be like, hey, guys, can I ask you why? You need to frost it. It's the same reason I tell people what pasta sauce to buy at the grocery store. If I see someone eyeing something, I get involved. This woman was looking at a jar of pasta sauce at the grocery store. And I just leaned over to her and I go, uh, is price an issue? She goes, what? I go, is price an issue? She goes, no. I go, you got to go with the Rayos then. There's a reason it's the most expensive. It's because it's the best. You will taste it and you're like, it's the best. And you're like... I bet a lot of you out there are like, yeah, it's tomato sauce. No, it's not just tomato sauce. Unless you're making your own at home, right? Which is, my buddy keeps telling me it's the easiest thing to do, and I don't know if it really is. You don't have to stew the tomatoes all day, I guess is what I'm saying. You can make a nice tomato sauce. And my buddy T.O. Double gave me another pasta sauce that we use on pizza, but then we also use it on our pasta. You're, you're buying Rayo's. It's the most expensive it's the best. If you want something for your kids, you don't buy that. You buy $2.99. Rayo's is like $8.99. It's expensive, but you know what? I buy it for me and the wife when I make eggplant parm. That's it. And it's unbelievable. Should I be making my own? Sure. Hate on me. I'm just telling you. Rayos. Every now and then, you got to chirp at somebody. You got to let them know, hey, you know, this is the way you should be doing this. This is how you should be doing life. Again, it's back to that, like, commenting on parenting or being a feminist. (coughs) If you're doing it in your life, then step up. Let someone know. And I'm going to go tell that house. The other thing I hate is you ever see when a house has sliding doors like off a second floor, but there's no balcony. It's just they have like a guard that comes over the doors. Like hotels do that, but I get it for hotels because they don't want people jumping off their buildings. But like a house, why even put those sliders there? Put the goddamn balcony in. Put it in. Anytime I see that stuff, I'm like, these. it's so dumb. I can't, you know, I guess can't do it. There was more I had on that. There's different places because I make lists of them. I'm like, I can't understand why anybody would. Our balcony facing the street, no balcony. I just, I named them all. Someone asked me what I used to do in fall as a kid. Man, we spent, 
I forget, like now, like I live in LA, like we're outside all the time. The first thing I do, like this morning after I like went and sat, hadn't had coffee on the front steps, I left the front door open. I left the screen door there and it's cold, but I'm like, you got to have the door open right now. The door open to my bedroom from the yard is open. The door to the kitchen is probably open. You know, it's so nice. And I forget that like when I grew up in fall and winter, you played outside every single day. I mean, I played outside every day. In winter, I remember like playing street hockey with snowbanks and like you could check into snowbanks. It was the best. But let me think about the things that I remember most about fall and things that we should do. Things that we should do in fall. We should go apple picking. Buy an original donut. Go get Entenmann's original donuts and toast them in the oven. Have apple cider. Not apple juice. Apple cider. You can't find it in LA. You cannot find it. Go to a farm and get that. Get cinnamon sugar donuts. And first, why did Dunkin' Donuts stop making cinnamon donuts? Dunkin' Donuts, what are you doing? Those are like the best donuts ever. Those munchkins, the cinnamon. Oh, I mean, it wasn't real. Um... I'd have to rake leaves a lot. I remember like going to a golf course. I was shut down with my buddy and his like sister's boyfriend. And like, we just like, there were these giant leave piles and we like jumped in them all day. Like, you know, I was, I also grew up pre-internet. So you would just do like whatever you could, but that was like a distance from our house. And we'd go there. (sighs) What else would we do? You know what I always wanted to do as a kid that I just never, it just wasn't in my world was build a go-kart. I always want to build a go-kart. I'm hoping that I do that with my my kids. I hope that we have a place that like you could drive a go-kart because in LA you can't. But if we lived in like a small town, we could take it to like a park. It'd be dope. Because in small towns, there's like a park at every school and it's never packed. You can just rip around there until the cops down. I'm like, all right, you guys, you can't have this uh, go-kart down here. And you're like, all right, Jim, I'll take it back. How, how, you know what I mean? And then you go, they leave and then you come back an hour later. Um, but I think having fires is something that we did all the time when we were in the, I just remember like in fall, that's when fires would start to kick and we had like the fireplace in the living room and like leaving the front door open, but we had a glass like storm door and then having the fire going and like anytime like I'd like, I would love pulling up to my mom's house while that fire was going, you'd see it through the door. And I also know that anyone passing the house could see that fire and would be like, Oh man, you should have a fire at home tonight. Or the best is when you ever like pull up to your house and you get out of the car and you smell that someone has a fire going. You're like, Oh, great night for a fire. Or like, why are they having a fire tonight? Or like, we should have a fire. It's the best. Fires are the best. Raking leaves sucked. I did not enjoy raking leaves and we didn't have a leaf blower. You raked and bagged because you had to, it wasn't like, it's just not something you cannot do. You got to rake those damn leaves. And like, we don't have to do it. This is another thing. I'm finding more and more people don't do their own landscaping. You know what I mean? They have someone who does it. They like just pay people. And maybe that's just LA. It's a huge thing. I mean, it's a huge part of the economy in LA is like everyone is paying a landscaper. And I live here. They were pay for a landscaper until my wife fired them. And I was like, you know, that was a free landscaper. And, uh, okay. Um, and now we have to pay a landscaper, but it's only like bush trimming. Our front yard is dead because, uh, there was a huge drought in California. And, uh, 
in the summertime that that front yard just gets beat by the sun there's no protection so what can you do but when i have a house oh man i want i want acreage where i can mow remember those last couple mows when it was fall we we just we're gonna go on a little vacation this weekend and like we're always looking for like cool places to take the kids and we found like a a guest house on a farm like in a secluded canyon north of Santa Barbara, very affordable. And there's like animals on the property. And like, if you have chickens, they have chickens and you can go pick them from the hens or hens. I don't know. I don't know what they are, but there's a great scene in Seinfeld where George's parents are at dinner with Susan's parents. And, uh, I don't know how it comes up, but George's dad goes, let me get this straight. The hen is having sex with the rooster. The rooster is having sex with the chicken. Who's having sex with the... I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, look it up. And then, like, Susan's dad gives the answer of, like, who's really having sex with who. And then George's dad's like, that's perverse. Anyway, it's just... Every time I watch, like, little tiny inside jokes on Seinfeld like that, little tiny things, I'm like... Larry David and Jerry were thinking of ideas constantly and they were little tiny things like that and then they just popped in and became amazing little moments in a TV show that made it feel real because it had nothing to do. It wasn't like, it seems like every single thing that happens on TV now is, well, it's whatever the story is. Everything has to relate to the story and in Seinfeld, they always had these little moments that had nothing to do with the story. They just thought they were funny and then they waited for moments and then they put them in. And it just like built out the world. And I love that. Uh, anyway, we're going to go to a farm. We're going to go to a farm and uh, collect eggs and cook breakfast with those eggs. And then they have a farm stand. I will tell you this. If I lived anywhere near a farm, I would be going to that farm stand on the regular. Especially in fall. Fall is like a time to make cookies you know, take a day to like just bake cookies, take it like bake an apple pie. If you can go apple picking and then come home and make, so my nanny used to make baller applesauce and you're probably just like applesauce. And I'm like, yeah, dude, baller applesauce. And she would cut up these apples chunky style and then she would stew them in water and lemon juice and she would add sugar and add cinnamon. It was unbelievable. But the lemon juice was the key. So, like, I would make apple pies if I were you, apple fritters. I don't know. We were at this show the other night. So, Conan took over um, comedy clubs across the country, right? <clears throat> and and turned it into Team Coco House, like eight or ten comedy clubs. And I was at the Hollywood Improv, and they had a uh, donut truck outside. Now, I think you guys know me pretty well. And you know, if there's a donut truck, I'm getting donuts. And I end up getting three donuts. And these are like big donuts. I got a, I got a, what did I get? I got a horchata donut. First of all, that day too, I had taken my son and his friend to this pool party and they had horchata at the party. If you've never had horchata, it's like a cinnamon sugared milk that like, uh, all the taco stands in Mexican restaurants in LA, you get a horchata. 
you know, and it's just unbelievable. It's like candy. It's like drinking. It's sugared milk with cinnamon. And uh, anyway, so I had horchata during the day, and then they had a horchata donut, and I got that. And then they had a, uh, what was that other donut I got? They they had one with like a full Snickers bar inside it, baked around a Snickers bar. And then with like Reese's peanut butter cup. And I, oh, Samoas, you know, like a Girl Scout cookie Samoa, they made like a Samoa donut. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that. So I got the horchata and the Samoa. And then later when everybody left, I got another horchata because it was unbelievable. And it was like a super soft donut. But anyway, I'm there with Owen Smith and the Scalars and they, they're like splitting their donuts and they got an apple fritter. And this is like where I have a big problem. Let me tell you something about that horchata donut. It was one of the best donuts I've ever had. Not just because of the horchata glaze. The horchata glaze was fine. It just tasted like a, a sweet donut. But the consistency of the donut was light and soft and like it was unbelievable. Now, my grandfather had a bakery and he used to make a honey dip donut. It's like his version of the glazed donut. And it was unbelievable. Okay. It was soft. He was a baker. It's okay. It's not like you ever think like we go to Dunkin' Donuts and you're like, yeah, where are they making these donuts? Like at the airport, you think the Dunkin' Donuts, the airport, they're making the donuts there? They cannot be. And if they do, and Dunkin' Donuts is making like pre-made like Dunkin' Hines mix or whatever and sending them out to wherever wherever they're getting them from. You're not getting them fresh. There's just no way. But my grandfather had a bakery. He was only making like three types of donuts probably. They were fresh. You weren't getting any fresher donuts than what you were getting at the Holiday Bakery. Anyway, so this guy's donuts at this donut truck were fr- unbelievable. Now, do I make a big deal and ter- tell everyone, you got to have this, it's unbelievable? No. Well, the Scalars, and you could, they, I'll tell this to their face. They were going nuts about this frittata, this apple fritter. About this, I don't know about the frittata they had in the morning, you know, sun dried tomato and basil guy. But this fritter, they were like so excited about. So they're telling everyone like, you got to try this apple fritter, man. You got to try it. Now, the Scalars, that's what they do. They build community. They bring people together, okay? They're gatherers. They bring everyone in. No one's ever going to say a bad word about the the Scalars. And I'm not. But I had a bite of it. And I'm all good. Now, I'm not a uh, fritter guy. It just, I'm like, what do I want all that fruit in my donut for? Like when I get a jelly donut from Dunkin' Donuts, which I like a jelly donut from Dunkin' Donuts, but it's too much jelly for me. Now, Boston cream, thats I love that cream. But a jelly donut, you know what I do? I put a napkin around it and I squish all the jelly out and then I eat that and it's unreal. Very little. You just get the taste of the jelly. I don't need the big clumps of it. It's too much. But when I get a Boston cream, I house that cream. I'm a cream guy anyway. Coffee shop down the street had these Bobolinis, the little tiny donuts filled with cream. And I got them one day. And then all of a sudden, they're like, there's like guava fruit in it, like apple guava. And I go, what is this? And they go, oh, we switched up for the fall or the summer or whatever. They thought it was good to be switched up. And I'm like, not good for me, dude. This is disgusting. Like, I know it's terrible. They took them back. I got a croissant instead. Um, what was the point of all that? I really don't know. I guess I was thinking about stuff in the fall. We used to play soccer in the fall up at these, there was this street in our town called Broadway and up the top there were these soccer fields and that's where we played and they had a little like parent run coffee donut stand 
and all the money would go back to the town or whatever. But I remember like in Massachusetts in the fall, it would get cold and you'd be up there early in the morning and kids had like sweatpants on under their shorts and parents were all getting coffee. And I'm like thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah. I never realized that parents were super involved in this stuff because it was, I had a single mom who had four kids. She wasn't like volunteering to run the soccer stand. And now I go to my kids stuff and we're volunteer or we have to pay a little extra if we don't have time to like do the snack shack or I coached one year. So like that's part of your volunteer stuff. And you're like, oh yeah, parents do so much to keep it all going and they love it. Like I can, I can right now in my head, see myself standing at the donuts stand at, in between at Broadway field. There were three fields, soccer fields, kids are playing everywhere and seeing my buddy Dave DeGeorge's dad working the stand with this giant smile on his face and waiting to get a donut and just seeing like how happy he was giving coffee and donuts to like parents because he knew like I mean I imagine he was like stoked to be there for his kids he was like a second dad to me that guy well kind of a kind of like a dad because there was no first dad but uh when I was a kid, I would go on family vacations. Did you guys have that? those people that you would go on family vacations with, even though, like, you know, they were just your friends' parents or friends' family? We would go on family vacation, and it was, like, uh, it was a lot of fun. I don't know what else I would want to do in, in fall. Hikes now. We do hikes. We never did hikes as a kid, you know? Like, we're going to do a hike this weekend when we go away. And I did a hike last uh, Monday with my son, and he has tomorrow off. Maybe we'll take him on a hike tomorrow. But hikes are cool, man. And camping, dude. Are you not camping? I mean, what else could you be doing in fall that, like, I didn't list already? You know, I've been thinking about things I could get into. Like, when the kids get older, I'll get a little more free time. I'm starting to see that. Excuse me. With a lot of my friends, with our kids, like, getting a little older, we can, like, do stuff. Like, my friends, like, pick surfing back up. Archery. Yeah. I'd love to be nasty at archery. I just remember doing it at Boy Scout camp and loving it and thinking how fun it was and then like how great it would be to go camping with the family and then setting up archery so that like you can shoot while you're there. I mean, you got to find, you didn't have to have like a catch net too or something like that, but archery was so much fun. Little stuff like that. I think anytime you get outdoors, you're just going to feel better. I feel like that's what, you know, fall is all about is like getting outside, getting things done. And, you know, connecting. Being around water in the fall. Oh, water and fire. That's all I want. <sighs> Sometimes I run out of stuff to talk about, you guys. I think about it ahead of time and then I'm like, nah, I got nothing that I want to talk about. I will say this. Go watch Chappelle special. Go watch Gary's special. Let me know what you think about them. It's a, it's a very big contrast between the two, and uh, they're both great in their own way, and I enjoyed them, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, um, because I'm done. I'm done. I got to go to lunch, and uh, it's not just any lunch. It's like a lunch thing, but I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. As always, share this if you like it, and I've been sharing stuff on social, so share it, and if there's things you want me to talk about, hit me up. I'll cover it as best I can. Uh, You guys are the best, and I'll talk to you next week. 
Peace.